Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Yeah, just do like do an intro. At some point, I mean, you could do it like after she's gone. Welcome back to Make Room for Sports, the number one sports podcast. Uh, With me, I have Mike Lochran. Hey guys, missed you so much. Um, who's out talking on his phone near a dumpster, giving us some static, but, you know, we'll work it out. Uh, we've got Mikhail yeah. Britt. Estoy listo para hablar de deportes. <laughs> wow, right off, right straight out of the gate, huh? Um, and, and, and Dave Dominique. Uh, I have a Hardywood Great Return IPA. Hardywood is a brewery here in Richmond, Virginia, that has, like, music shows and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, and also, uh, this is very exciting. Um, I, I, I'll quickly add that I'm sober, but I'm very hungover, so it's kind of like we're on the same boat. Uh, our first, uh, we have we have Hillary Plum calling in, but for some reason we can't hear her yet. Um, though she just sent me a Skype message that says I can hear everything. Um, <laughs> with an so we are we're like precisely halfway there. Yes, our first female guest. Um, we are having difficulty hearing her, but I feel like. Um, the symbolism of that is rich enough that uh, that we're just going to do our best. And um, I think I'm going to ask her to hang up and call back. Um, can we try, I mean, if we're all quiet and ask her to speak, can we see what we hear? Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, we're going to be quiet. Okay, can you hear me? Oh. oh. Wow, <laughs> this whole time, the symbolism is so rich. This whole time she was there, we were just talking over her. <laughs> I took out my... I took out my headphones, so let me see if you can hear me what, if I put them back in. Okay. No. Oh, uh, it's, it's your headphones, yeah. yeah your, head, your headphones must you have... Hear me. Your headphones must have some kind of built-in mic mm-hmm. or something. Um, Simon is mansplaining headphones. It's super offensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. All right, I'm in timeout. Uh, <laughs> Unless the headphones have, like, a um, like an anti... Feminist uh, device. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm not using my feminist headphones. <laughs> okay, good. I, I hope Mike would have talked to you about that um, before you went on the show. That's the problem. That's on me. That's on me. That's okay. Why, that's why they just stopped working before you guys talked. <laughs> so, um, I like that we just talked for like five minutes straight about how we couldn't hear you, but it was in fact that none of us were pausing enough to listen. <laughs> Um, that feels that feels right to me. Um, okay, yeah, but we can hear you now. Um, are you are you using some sort of professional uh, USB microphone, or um, or are you are are you not? Uh, no, I would say no. All right, I'm gonna. That's yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. That's actually that's better in some ways. Um, more authentic. Uh, more rich. Um, okay, well, so we have, we have, uh, so Hillary, I'm going to start with a kind of a few, you know, kind of warm up questions just to get you into the groove of our, um, wacky, um, you know, his girl Friday-esque flow. Um, <laughs> the first one is, uh, you know, can you talk to us a little bit about, uh, your relationship with sports? Um, have you played any sports? Um, I run, I used to run cross country and track in high school and college. And then I still run on my own. Okay, but not competitively. Um, Sometimes I do a race. Like I did the Broad Street Run in Philly, or I did a half marathon recently, a couple years ago. So, a little bit. Question. Yeah, you can hear our minds <laughs> racing right now, and I know what Mikhail's about to say. It's like all of us are stunned <laughs> in the silence trying to think about... <laughs> Our marathon sports. You spoke about things that women are often doing when they should be playing soccer, correct? I did. I did do that. But yeah. you yourself have not played soccer, is that correct? Um, I played soccer as a little kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I stopped, like, in... I didn't play in high school. So up to, like, age 12 or so how do you know what women are doing when they should be playing soccer? Well, this is um, maybe a little too close to home, but a conversation I was having with MJ <laughs> about 
things we did when we were because we went to um, a Fourth of July barbecue where we. You're talking about. Ball. You're talking about Michael Jackson, right? Yes. Yes. MJ, uh, big friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Faked his own death just so he could listen in peace. Uh, and also, continue. like, strangely, my girlfriend. <laughs> also, yeah, also in a relationship. In a heteronormative relationship with Mike Lochran. Uh Yes. Yeah. Um, please continue. Well, we were playing, we were playing wiffle ball at this barbecue, and um, we were talking for a while before it got started about um, humiliations we'd suffered playing, like, softball previously. And then we were talking about playing soccer and what we used to do when we were supposed to be playing soccer. Like when we were kids, which is like, I used to do cartwheels a lot, and I can't remember what, what MJ was up to. Wait, is that a thing, like, if you're doing that, do you get in trouble? Like, does your coach I mean, try to get you back on the field? What happens? I think you're, like, you're supposed to be playing, so maybe. But you're, like, a little kid, so I'm not sure how much they, uh... Yeah, I think really, little, yeah. little kids are, like, if you're, if you're just doing, if you just show up and you're on the field moving, the coach is pretty happy. Wait, can yeah. we rewind that? I think Hillary just called me a little kid. I can't tell. I think she said <laughs> you're a little kid. But you're like a little kid, so I'm not sure. And I'm, um, in a vulnerable, I'm in a vulnerable state because I'm on an <laughs> island. I took a ferry from Seattle to an island on the advice of our intern in which Cleveland. Island? Yeah, which island? Uh, Bainbridge. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. And, well, yeah, but where it's left me is in the parking lot of a like a, a vineyard <laughs> behind the dumpster because that's like the most <laughs> the most private place to record a, a podcast. I think I've, um, I think I've been there. Yeah. You've been Are behind you? that dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the advice of, of your intern. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really nice. I mean, I'm I'm very happy. Um, I just want to like if I'm being insulted, I want to know. Okay. Because I, uh, you know. Oh, that's a drop. That's Is right. It? I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, um, no. Am I being insulted? I think, am I being insulted? Oh. That's a drop. Oh, yeah, was right. I insulted? Was, was I insulted? It's definitely a Was I insulted? I yeah. can't tell. How do you guys know when the podcast has actually started? Has it happened I think we, st- we started, started. Like five minutes, five minutes before <laughs> we told you. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary, are you ready to start recording? Make room for sports. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is so. Uh, you've listened to the podcast before, clearly, um, and yeah, I mean, we have entire episodes where we weren't ever aware that we uh, that we'd started um, until until we ended, and then we realized we had started. Yeah, so so it's a little ambiguous sometimes, but this is this is the real deal right now. We are in real Wait, time. Uh, this Wait, is, this is live. Did Hillary? Did Hillary just say she's listened to episode seven oh eight? Yeah, I think she's only listened to mystery episode seven oh eight. Do you like listen yeah. to it on repeat to get to sleep? Because that's the only thing that would explain our numbers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just that's... a few times a day, you know, just to, you know, kind of clear the system. You can't afford kind of one of those like white noise machines that just hiss at you. So you just like put on our droning voices in the background. Um, 708's a, just, a, a big hit for that. Yeah. Just to re- refresh like uh, past listeners and, you know, initiate uh new listeners like episode 708 is a a statistical anomaly for us and we're trying to figure out why uh people listen inordinately often to episode 708 according to our statistics yeah and we we truly cannot if we could crack that code we would have the not just the number one sports podcast but the number one podcast if we could just figure out what what it is about that one episode that got everyone going um and yeah but we can't we can't figure it out so we're just plowing ahead um, I wanted to ask really quickly, uh, you mentioned, um, you know, uh, softball foibles and and uh, ridiculous moments in softball. I, I uh, too, feel ridiculous about softball, and but I feel ridiculous <laughs> because I truly, like, I absolutely cannot hit a ball with a bat. Um, so I wanted, but I was uh, hoping, um, yeah, I wanted to hear, like, your and MJ's stories, because I've never heard anyone, like, really uh, break down softball mm-hmm. in such a way. Or did she say wiffle ball? Yeah, no, it was she, wiffle ball. It was wiffle yeah. ball. It was wiffle ball. Yeah. Most recently, it was wiffle ball. Yeah. So you're, I think it's hard because I... Oh. Well, I was just going to say, you're, you're kind of like digressing like in your softball. Like you started with softball and now you've progressed on to wiffle ball. Because it normally... I graduated. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Got it. I mean, it's a Wiffle little ball. Pro- it's a little problematic that Simon assumed Hillary was talking about softball, which is like a gender specific sport. Mm, sounds problematic. I oh wow, it's absolutely it's absolutely not problematic and I'll tell you why. Uh, if, 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 if Hillary will allow me to speak over her to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> for one moment, please. Uh, I, I, I disagree. I mean, for me, uh, for me, wiffle ball is, is the, um, is, is the lesser sport in some ways. So I was just assuming she was at a more advanced level. That's friendship. Um, and, and I still yeah. am continuing to assume that because what I'm hearing is that she, uh, mastered softball and then needed to move on to a different challenge. Yeah, yeah. It, when you it play was, when you play wiffle ball, is like the ball on like a little stand, or do people pitch it? Oh no, people pitched it. Like it, it came through the air. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean wiffle balls. Wiffle ball is really hard. Some of my worst memories uh, as a kid, <laughs> as a kid, are actually playing wiffle ball yeah, in, was... in, in Macal Britt's backyard. He might want to say a little more about it. Your worst yeah. memories. <laughs> I think they, I think they really were. I think they were. I I was going to say to Dave, like we we got to talk about this. I think. Okay, let's, probably let's probably that. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be the time. Let's get personal. Let's get personal. Um, yeah, so basically, Mikhail and I would play against his brother and this his his bro- his brother's best friend named uh, John Doyle, who uh, would just mock me relentlessly because a wiffle ball is kind of hard to pitch, and yeah. so I would try to throw it really fast, and maybe sixty percent of the time I'd throw it like right into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> And gets, he would get so frustrated, and they just knew the exact ways to like the to say to him to make Dave kind of like lose his mind with frustration. <laughs> and they even they even literally had this like sort of mocking kind of jock thing they would do to me, where they would they would <laughs> with their hands they would make the gesture of turning a key, and they had this weird way of going oh frustration, <laughs> and they would do this. <laughs> <laughs> this weird thing where they would turn this key in the air and they and and I would get so angry because not only were they mocking me but I wanted to know why turning a key in the air signaled frustration but there was obviously no logical answer and they would never answer <laughs> but also if we tried to do it like the the key turning gesture they were like you're not doing it right like you yeah, could exactly. never <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. and also well, John Doyle was a master pitcher with a wiffle ball he could yeah. curve that thing like like you, it was crazy. He could just, in my memory of it, I don't know what it was really like, but in my memory of it, he could curve that thing like in insane ways. Cause yeah, like of, no, he really could. Say, he could uh, curve it like four feet to the left, and it would like curve back in and hit the chair because the chair was our strike zone. <laughs> For real, it's a tough sport because the harder you swing at the ball, the less likely you are to actually make contact and hit. Yeah, so you have to. Yeah, it requires some temperance. Well, and uh, wiffle ball is kind of like badminton, where like the harder you throw, like this like perforated hollow ball kind of um the, the less far it goes because it like encounter like right. the more resistance it kind of encounters from certain angles you kind of have to like lob it um like kind of softly i think to get it to go a distance which is which is why dave would always just throw it at the ground because he was probably throwing it like as hard as he could <laughs> <laughs> um hillary did you um, have a, well did... i have a question i have a question for hillary actually about the about that game because it was it was very unique because it was like a wiffle ball game that was meant to top off a wonderful 4th of July barbecue. So mm-hmm. it, it like raises an issue of whether or not a sport, like what is the best sport to top off a wonderful night with? Or just like, are sports fun? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you that's... cut right to the quick. Yeah, yeah let's analyze it. Are sports uh, fun? Yeah. Let's analyze it. I mean, cause... Yeah, do you want to... Yeah, do you want to take that, Hillary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's your what's your take on that? Um, as we were walking to play wiffle ball, I thought no. But yeah. then when we were playing wiffle ball, I thought yes. Because, right. Yeah. yeah. We had to walk a long way. It wasn't because you can't just play wiffle ball like in a city. We had it to was walk at to least park. two blocks. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. So wiffle ball is illegal and within we city limits. All our own beer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I. How I, many people were on each team? Great question. Hey! Um, you four or five? A lot, a lot, and not not everyone had total fealty to one, one team or the other. Mm. Are you talking? As are you talking about me directly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
right. So so Mike I had a is... few. Uh, yeah, I had some. I took a couple laydowns during the game, like in the outfield. <laughs> like, I compensate for them later by being willing to be up at bat at any time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I was. I was willing to hit for any team. Um, at one point, a stranger like shouted out an accusation against me, um, which was he like shouted out, "I think our second baseman is drunk." Well, that's um. But, that, that, I mean, how did you deal with that slander, Mike? I mean, I was only like I was only made aware of that the next day. <laughs> well, a, a vile calumny uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly had no merit. I'm, I'm certain. Um, I think most like a lot of major league baseball players are, are also pretty drunk when they play, so it's not well, that they're different. Definitely, according to Dick, sitting on the ground smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, my no. tell. That's my tell. <laughs> Um, it sounds like you should have played like catcher, uh, and then you could have just done that the whole game. Because catcher, as much as people claim otherwise, I'm pretty sure catcher is a position that has no team loyalty. And they're always smoking cigarettes. They're often smoking cigarettes. Right, that's, that's why they why have the mask. That's why their their face mask has those holes right where the mouth goes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but it disguises it so the kids can't see them light up because um, they you know, they do have some responsibility. That's how they that. smoke really short, really short cigarettes, so you can't see them. <laughs> yeah, they, it's like a like an old like like illustration of a hobo where they have like a toothpick and like a cigarette butt, and that's what catchers <laughs> prefer to smoke. Um, and yeah. that's how that's yeah. how the catching that's how the catching mask was invented. A little bit of history right. there. Uh, that's right. Yep. Um, yep. A little bit of history. That's a that's a drop. A little bit of history there. Bit of history. <laughs> so, so Hillary, uh, who won? Who, who won this game? Uh, and did you get any hits? Yeah. Oh, that's a really good. That's a good question. Great I, question. I did. I think good. I made it all the way around. <laughs> good. Good. All right. Perfect. <laughs> and yeah, I think it went pretty. It went pretty well for me. Um, I can say that it was probably my best wiffle ball performance. Oh, wow. I caught a fly ball. Oh. And I got um, my friend's mother out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. That's the best. Yeah, that's a satisfying. Uh, how how uh, how how old was your friend's mother? Would you would you estimate? Oh, I don't know. A um, hundred sixty. <laughs> Wait, is this? Are you talking about MJ's mom? I was. Yeah. I was, but um, I got shy, so I anonymized. <laughs> yeah, she's like a uh, she's mom. She's mom age. Um, was Mike so, Lochran's lovely mother in attendance? She was not. No, she was. Uh, yeah, she was at home. She well, wasn't there. I like. Uh, she's I, good at wiffle ball. I mean, at, at uh, softball. I've heard. That, really? Who'd you hear that from? Yeah. Uh, her. She's always bragging about uh, it. I think our I think our intern sent a tweet about that. Maybe that's where he picked it up. Uh, Which is this is a good time to mention uh, all the the new activity on the Twitter account. Yeah, um, I oh, actually, yeah. we haven't really, we're, we're still figuring it out, but uh, we, we now have, uh, we now have like social media accounts that are actually posting and, um, but it is right now kind of like a weird Zen cone uh, because they're posting in such silence um, that, you know, it's unclear if they're really posting or not, but that's going to change really <laughs> soon. Um, no, he's gonna... been posting quite a bit. He's been posting a lot, but no one's on the, no one's on the receiving end. We'll change that. We'll change that. Wait, what was that, Hillary? I just I think your followers are doubling every day. That's a good point. Uh, Thank you. So I'm just gonna say, yeah, you could follow us at uh, at Make Room for Sports on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah, you'll see some good good tweets there. Uh, that's Make good... Room, and then the number four sports. Oh, number four. Make Room, the number four sports. That's right, because I because we didn't get the real name in time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, when you have a popular uh, award-winning podcast like this, you know, people, you know, like kind of um, squatters are going to, you know, kind of seize all the IP, but, you know, it's going to be What's happening fun. on the other Make Room for Sports Twitter account? What? Oh, yeah. Huh. The one without oh, the F-O. number four. F-O yeah. Sports? Um, good question. Uh, I think it just doesn't really exist, but someone's, like, registered the name, if I recall correctly. Or maybe I just put a four in there because I, I thought it looked cool. No, I remember the answer to this. The answer is that I set up the account, but like, didn't know enough about anything to do any of it. 
And I think I got confused. <laughs> and then we got the handle that we have. <laughs> so, yeah, the... Uh... I just looked. There, no one even, no one even has the, the one with Vancouver <laughs> Sports. Yeah, yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Okay. okay. Wait. So since I just said that, maybe we should we should get it before we broadcast this. Maybe um, we'll just have two. T- we'll have two Twitters. Yeah, we can have two competing ones. Oh well, yeah, nobody's doing that. <laughs> we'll be our own troll. We'll be our own competition. Um, that said, if anyone, if we don't do this, if for whatever we we flake on this and don't do this, uh, anyone who wants to start a rival. Um, make room for sports account. Uh, you know, you're welcome to. You're, you know, we're we're into that. Um, I'm going right. to start a rival. I'm going to start a rival one. <laughs> well, apparently Mike tried to at some point, uh, and then just like I think it might have been. I think it was that the for was too many words or letters. Is oh, that maybe time? that's it. Maybe it's too long. Yeah, because yeah, you can't register like two, like handles that are too lengthy. All right, that might be it. Okay, we might have solved. Can that I mystery. Ask uh, Hillary another question? Uh, yes. Let's get personal. Um, what is it like being related to Kelsey Plum? Great question. <laughs> Sub question: Do you want to? Do you want us to tell you who Kelsey Plum is? Uh, yes, yes. I think she's one of your cousins. I think. Um, yeah. Kelsey Plum. Yeah, like distant cousin. Um, she she's uh, she's one of our favorite uh, WNBA players, which is to say, like one of the only ones we know. Though we're going to be doing deeper dives into that uh, over the subsequent episodes, now that our you know schedules have freed up a little more to make room for sports. Um, but wait, yeah. wait, wait. Right, well, I want to kind of. Hillary um, didn't get to answer the question. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I thought I was. I, I thought I was just looking <laughs> over. I thought we were doing a bit. Okay. Sorry, Mikhail, can you say your question again, uh, but not the question about Kelsey? Can you say your original question? Can I ask Hillary a question? Can I ask Hillary a question? (laughs) Only Hillary can answer that, bro. Let's just sit back and listen. At this point, I think my silence is more powerful than my speech. Mmm. Yeah. Love it. Mmm. All right, well, that speaks volumes. Make room for sports. Um, So, uh, but you have a lot of experience with soccer. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of hours locked. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, and I also have a I have a soccer shirt that I wear frequently. Oh, what's what does it say? What's it look like? Whoa. It's uh it's a navy blue polo shirt that says Middlebury Soccer. It was Whoa. worn yeah. by my father. Yeah, you were wearing that the last time I saw you. Yeah. It's true that can, I'm wearing it I can almost every day. <laughs> that uh I fact-checked that statement by Hillary, and it comes out totally true. Wow. <laughs> so we promised the listeners a deeper dive into soccer this week. Um, I've lined up a future guest who is a soccer expert. I actually have a couple uh, soccer experts lined up, but we're going to do a preliminary dive um, into professional soccer so we can dig into it uh, deeper in later episodes. Right now, we don't have any soccer experts other than Hillary on the show. Um, so... The first question is, how is the game broken up? Are there four quarters? How long is each quarter? Um, that's an interesting question. Are there four quarters? Um, I, I, if there are indeed quarters, there are four of them. I know that much. But I, I think there's only two quarters in soccer. Like two halves, right? In professional soccer? Great I think question. there's just, or maybe three. Let's let the uh, soccer expert answer. I would say that... I would say that- there's two halves. Know? Yeah, it's two halves. Two halves in professional soccer. Oh, nice. Okay, Dave, okay nice. Two halves. Uh, are there halftime shows in professional soccer? The next question. I'm thinking uh, no. I don't think that? there's halftime shows in professional soccer. Okay. I would. I would agree. Well, there should be. I think. Should yeah. Follow up would be why not? Like, what's the difference? <laughs> Well, that's probably why also they have so much like like rioting and like you know like football club problems is because is because the fans are so outraged at the lack of a halftime show right. they kind of like start agitating uh, you know to yeah it's true own. people people um, love and require entertainment all the time yeah a lot of halftime shows also have like subliminal messages in them to tell people to calm down really yeah yeah you mean in 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 sports that yeah have halftime yeah, yeah. Shows? yeah so well, like people don't get wait too... can, can you can you say a little more about that well like for example we spoke about. The uh, the shirtless man and the Chihuahua in the, in the NBA game mm-hmm. was that yeah. pretty pretty relaxing for you? Was, yeah, I got very relaxed, <laughs> and as a result, like I didn't fight after that game. 
Yeah. Well, that's just it. If you watch an entire game and your excitement level steadily builds from minute one to the final seconds, that's too much. That's too much energy. You're gonna you're gonna overturn a cop car too, um, yeah. as you know, as we do when the Lakers win or lose on occasion uh, in my city. Um, but <laughs> if you have a halftime show that kind of is like takes the air out a little bit, brings everything way way down. You know, like some mascot comes out and break dances, then you know you're kind of starting over at zero in the second half, and yeah. that that's a big help. I agree. That's how that. That's probably how that tradition started. Actually, I I like what you just implied there. Uh, like, do people riot more often for wins or losses? Mm. It depends on the city. I mean, the, like like so. Mike is currently in Vancouver, and Mike, I wanted to say I went to Victoria Island the last time I was in Vancouver, and I got oh. really excited because I thought you were on Victoria Island. Ah, uh, uh, well, that's um. I'm sorry to report that is not. I'm not in Vancouver, and that is the opposite Damn. of friendship. That you don't know where I am. Uh, I'm no, actually that's, in. That's not friendship. That's not friendship. friendship. Not friendship. Yeah, it's super bummer. I'm in. I'm on Bainbridge Island, which is near Seattle. I took a ferry here. Yeah, Seattle's near Vancouver. Oh well, you didn't say I was near Vancouver. Well, I thought you were. Were you not previously in Vancouver? I was, but I've been. I've been all over. I've been doing a lot of stuff. Okay, well, look, I don't know where you are every minute. Um, <laughs> That's friendship. Thing. Okay, well, so Vancouver, uh, and I think we might have talked about this a little a little on, in one of our earlier um, beloved episodes, but, uh, you know, living in Vancouver for, like, you know, a few months uh, making a film there, I, I was really, like, it was, like, the first time that the... Um, Canucks had gotten to the Stanley Cup Finals, I think, since 2011, when, uh, whereupon when they lost uh, to the Boston Bruins, um, the entire city, there was like, massive rioting, um, which was like, and like, um, you know, 140 people were injured. There were like, a, like a, you know, I think like almost like a couple hundred arrests. And it's incredibly um, bizarre to me to imagine Canadians rioting. Can we ask um, yeah, Hillary but, her thoughts on sports <clears throat> rioting? Yeah, if she's if she's um, still on the show, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's she's definitely there. Have we started? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> um, the first question of the episode is: What? <laughs> how do you feel about sports riots? Um, I am. Well, I'm both for and against them. Good. <laughs> I lived position. in Massachusetts yeah. one time when, like, and the Red Sox, Red Sox, there were a lot of Red Sox-related riots, especially mm. whatever year it was when they finally won the World Series right. after forever and ever and ever. But then, and I was just thinking about that because I was thinking, like, there were all there were a lot of riots, like, people burning cars and doing various things and then and, and you liked it uh, no well i liked judging it and i feel like that was part of the pleasure that it was providing me mm-hmm. uh, yeah um yeah yeah that's valid uh, the Which last is one sorry uh well yeah i i kind of agree with that i mean um it's just interesting. So the last time Los Angeles had a sports riot was when the Lakers won. Uh, that was back in 2010. And I remember thinking, like, like this is so weird. Like, similar to the Red Sox. And, and it's, like, so weird to me that people are, like, rioting because they're, like, happy that their team won. But then I guess I, like, like then I thought, then when I was in Vancouver talking to people who, like, you know, were really big hockey fans and they were talking about, like, the 2011 riots, I was like, I... I I guess I guess my question is which do we feel like is better, rioting because your team won or rioting because your team lost? I, I think they're both kind of equally common. Um, but which do we feel? Which can we relate to more? Because I feel like well, I think the I think the feelings are like plotted on a circle so that they're right, actually right next to each other. So like the rage of a loss and the like the glee of a victory are actually they're like the, it's the, almost the same emotion, which is why people light cars on fire both times you're saying that this is like the only instance where like horseshoe theory actually applies i think yeah that, i think that's what i'm saying okay i'll buy that i'll accept that answer it just doesn't matter it just doesn't matter so um however uh you know mccall and i have been to a few sports games together and uh, both times uh, we tried rioting after 
Um, both times the team, both times uh, the team we were rooting for to win won. Uh, one was the opening game of the LA Sparks uh, WNBA, and then we also went to go see, um, you know, the Washington Warriors play the uh, the Trojans women's basketball. And both times we kind of were like trying to overturn like a garbage can outside, but it turned out it was bolted to the sidewalk, so that didn't work. And then uh, I like threw I had like a candy wrapper in my pocket and like threw it on the ground. Yeah, and then I I picked it up because like I didn't want to get in trouble, but but it was it was a little sketchy for a few minutes there. It's pretty yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, if you've ever thrown trash on the ground, it gets pretty nuts. I kicked a tree. Um, yeah. So so it was. I, I guess I can kind of relate because I myself have have lost control and been caught up in the primal rage of a sports victory and and you know so uh, you know I guess the more. I guess the more sports games we go to, we will inevitably participate in some sort of large-scale riot. Um, I think, yeah, I think we're... I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. <clears throat> I have um, I have two... I have a, an observation on the question. One is that I've been, like, wandering around in this industrial park for a while. I just <laughs> emerged into a totally beautiful, empty parking lot, so I feel really good about that. Um, the other question is, are we on the outline right now? Like, are we... Yeah. The next... Well, the question was, how we, long is each half? It? How long is each soccer half? Well, yeah, how many... We're talking about soccer's, soccer things. I think Great. I think each half is like an hour long. Really? But, yeah, like, soccer games are really long. I would say 45 minutes. 45 minutes? If we're voting. Are we voting? That sounds, yeah, we're, that's a good idea. We are voting. That's great. Yeah. Okay, Simon, you want to hop into your research corner real quick? Uh, Dave, Dave, do you know this? Sorry, what's the question? How long are soccer halves? <laughs> yeah, soccer halves, yeah, 45 minutes sounds right. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it's got to be true that the different levels are, they have different lengths, you know? I think, like, international and, like, uh, club soccer is definitely, 45 sounds right. Yeah, that's, that's, I went into my research corner, I'm on the, free, I'm on the, I'm on the frequently asked questions page of the uh, LA Galaxy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Which really sums nice. it up <laughs> that like the LA Galaxy's like FAQ is like how long are your games? Um, but, but a, and, and the website LAGalaxy.com informs me Major League Soccer matches consist of two 45-minute halves with a halftime break. Is, the, is the is the second question something like uh, okay? But are there any shorter games? <laughs> <laughs> like like can I can I you know can I just show up for the second half and get like half off my ticket? Um, right. That's a common question. Um, but and then in the soccer game, the scores are usually pretty like low, right? So in forty-five minutes, maybe there's like one or two goals. Yeah, if you're lucky. Um, oh wow! However, uh, it it can be uh, soccer games rarely last just ninety minutes. I'm still in the research corner uh, because um, the referee is afforded complete discretion to maintain the clock on the field as per the laws of the game. So the referee can uh, supplement those allotted periods of 45 minutes to compensate for stoppages during the game. Um, the referee's watch is the final word on the duration of the match, meaning like if, if something happens, they can kind of add the time back to it. They don't keep the clock running. Um, the well, yeah, soccer is another... super. Soccer super goofy. Like there's always this um, this this bonus time at the end of each half where. I guess sometimes they call it bonus time or like penalty time. I don't know. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, or anything? yeah that sounds familiar. I think it's extended, extended time. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and uh, it just seems really funny to me and like antiquated, um, like anti anti technology that that they couldn't just have the ref's clock, you know, like Bluetooth out to something that could like let us know where he's at. It's really weird. I agree. I agree. It's one of the many many and 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 it's weird sometimes also in soccer. May, I, I'm, this is a little off the outline, but have you seen the thing that happens in soccer sometimes where, like, um, because of a penalty or something, like, a person just gets to, like, try for a goal with, it's just, like, a kicker against a goalie from, like, 20 feet away? Um, which well, is, yeah, it's usually because there's, like, a like an egregious offense that happens, like, really close to the goal against the offense, so it's to compensate for that. Oh, okay. Well, that uh, that, that feels really... Like almost every time I've seen someone do that, they they score a goal because that's like, you know, that's that's a really tough job for the goalie, um, right? Yeah, to cover that by design, area. yeah, because that's like that's like if someone used their hands to like block the ball within the box or like someone tripped someone else like as they were about to score, kind of thing. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for upcoming episodes, but what I learned, one of the things I learned this weekend from one of our upcoming 
uh, sports experts, uh, is that uh, women's soccer, they don't flop like in men's soccer. Huh. Uh, yeah, and and, it, <laughs> and, it, and because of that, the games are much faster paced and much more interesting to watch. Can we ask Hillary if that's true? Hillary, uh, I, w- I would say it's true. Okay, have you ever <laughs> have you ever flopped while playing soccer? Did you ever, as a child, like throw like throw yourself to the ground and clutch your knee and and like rock back and forth and and then you get a penalty shot? No, because I think I was already too disengaged. You were off doing cartwheels like towards your car yeah. in the parking lot. I have a, I have a follow up. Um, have you ever flopped, Hillary, like off the soccer field? Oh, like mm. a life flop. Oh, a wife, <laughs> a wife flop. Oh, oh, no. A wife flop. No, ding. That's a ding. ding. On the tally. Heard wife. I what? said life, and he wanted to hear wife. Sounds problematic. Major, major. Because I've I've experienced many wife flops. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to you in a second, but this is not yeah. you. This is yes. about Hillary. Let's get to that though. Yes, about Hillary. <laughs> both. I want to hear both. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, can you give us? Are you? Can you give us an example, or would you kind of prefer to leave it at that? I mean. <laughs> Don't, I don't want to interrogate you, uh, you know, but... Uh, yeah, might be a little... Is it a little personal? Is it too personal? Show just got a little... It's just got a little real. <laughs> Let's get personal. Yeah, it did get personal. Well, we fl- I, fl- I feel like I flop on this show pretty often. <laughs> like, I'll just, like, fake an injury. Wait, and, uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, it's to Brit. Oh. Uh, when you... <laughs> When you when you were saying yeah that you have some examples, did you mean of like a life flop or a wife flop? Um, yeah, I believe I said life flop. Oh, okay, okay. Huh. I thought you were like, I thought you were gonna get personal. Let's get personal. Uh, and yeah. we're gonna talk about wife flops, which, which I, I thought you said wife. Yeah, wife swap like an injury you fake to get out of a wife swap. Like what? No. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe. I did actually. I, I did say wife flop, and I thought that's what Mike said. And I thought the idea was like when your wife fakes some kind of injury in order that, so then you have to. Um, in order to avoid loving you. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's happened to something, me quite some, a few Something times. like that. <laughs> uh, I can't. I cannot tell you how many of my spouses have faked their own injuries and death and deaths and I, moved to other states. I actually thought it names. meant like. Because sometimes if I see a good-looking woman, I'll like pretend like I hurt my hamstring mm-hmm. to attract oh. her to attract her pity and become my wife. I thought that's. But what you know, that's how that's how Ted Bundy did it. Yeah, he, did had he, really? a, he had a cast on yeah, his arm. Yeah, he had a cast. Yeah, he ah, wore... the first. He was the first wife flopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Well, all right, we figured it out. I mean, there's like I a don't... lot of definitions for that. It's like an urban slang word. There's a lot of different meanings for it. That's right. That's so right. You... It depends on where you grew up. So you fake injuries to attract the attention of women, but it's not always positive. Because um, I feel like if I like suddenly affect a severe limp, um, women generally hasten away. Um, and so I, you know, I, I've I've abandoned my flopping technique, um, but not in life. I would like sometimes life. try to hit on a girl. Like I go to the when I when I was single, I'd go to the bar and I'd have like a container of fake blood, and I would just like <laughs> squirt it all over myself. And uh, then act like I was really hurt, and I'd get a lot of girls. <laughs> I have a follow-up. What kind of girls did you have the most success with? Like, who? What kind Nurses. of girls into that? Nurses. Oh, right. Nurses. <laughs> I always thought, like, a fun prank would be to like, to, like, donate blood, like, every week, but just, like, keep it in your own freezer. And then at a certain point, you empty the blood, like, all over your living room and disappear for a while. And when the police show up, they tell your spouse, your wife, uh, you know, or husband, they say, like, um, you know, there's no way someone could bleed this much and still be alive. And um, and then you're kind of like, surprise. I've been saving up blood for a long time as a, for this prank. You should, you should, why don't you do it? I'm not married. <laughs> um, ah, that's a really, yeah, that's a good point. Simon, um, like, but, like, a cross between blood doping and uh, Gone Girl. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> um, uh, Hillary, uh, really no, in the sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I feel like Hillary's like checking her email right now. Or, no, like, no. kind of. I only check my email a few times. <laughs> I just, I just checked my email. Are you watching Game of Thrones with like the closed captioning on? Um, is Game of Thrones on mute with, but you're watching it with the closed captioning on? No. I would, no. Okay. That's that's too far. Um, I want to say really quickly. I feel like. I, r- I really admire that you still have a positive relationship with sports because the obvious thing that we're all thinking is a soccer player who's great at cartwheels is, in my opinion, an incredible goalie. Because if you just do cartwheels back and forth across the goal without stopping, mm. no one's going to mm. be able to get the ball past you. Um, <laughs> you're really covering the entire area. Just like really fast, repeated cartwheels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd have to yeah. like break the pattern occasionally. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so you can always know where you are going because you can't. Yeah, Sorry. you're moving in one direction. Well, what if you had two players doing cartwheels? That's what I was going. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's friendship. Yeah, yeah, that's better. That's actually a really good defense strategy that no one's utilized yet. Or actually, you might need three because one would <laughs> one would start in the middle and the other two on either side, and then the middle one would just go to one of the sides. You just need the whole team. Like the whole team should be down there. <laughs> Um, yeah. If they just go back and forth, like nothing is, nothing's gonna get through. Look, if you, I mean, especially in soccer, where like if if someone doesn't score a point on you, you win. Um, yeah, I did. I had a I had a coach, a soccer coach in high school, who was a former Marine, and he was obsessed with protecting our own goal. And he devised an <laughs> offensive system whereby no one except two players were allowed to cross midfield in the offensive half, but we would lose every game, like one nothing. Because could never... like a strategy board of fear? Uh, yeah, precisely. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what it was. Um, but we were, you know, every game was close. We were in every game. Um, okay. I... Oh, wait. What, what about when there was, like, you know, like three minutes left in the game? Would he then finally say, okay, we have to send at least one extra person across? No, he was he was totally nuts. Like, he was, he was you know, he had problems. It wasn't, he should not have, he should not have been our coach. You know, he just... He was obsessed, uh, obsessed with no one going. Past. If you went past midfield, like there was hell to pay. Wow, that's that yeah. feels like a. And did you guys was this at all successful? Like, no, no, we lost almost every game. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we got to move on from <laughs> soccer. Every game. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, one thing. Should I? I'm actually. I'm walking now. I don't know if my sound is at all clear, but I have to meet Michael Jackson and her brother to get back on this ferry at seven o five. Should I keep? recording as i get onto a, a boat yeah we'll let you know if it gets too bad okay um so uh I d- but really quickly i was just in my research corner Science research corner. um before we move on from soccer because i think we do need to move on because uh, it's almost you know we've been doing this for a really long time um however th- what is the highest scoring soccer game in history great question hey! and i dove into my research corner and i have an answer um, Ooh, awesome. Wait, can we guess? Should we try to guess? Yes. Uh, Hillary, what is your guess for what is the highest scoring soccer game in history? I once saw a soccer game that was Germany playing Liechtenstein. Ooh. And it was very high scoring. <laughs> Seems like a really unfair contest. Uh, it gets it gets more unfair, let me tell you that. But 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 uh but I'm gonna go I feel like like twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. Twenty to six? No. Twenty six. Do you think that I'm gonna go to zero? That's that's my that's my guess. <laughs> okay, that's really close to the to the actual answer. Um, any other guesses, or do we want to dive into the shocking reality of this horrible event? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna right, guess uh, 20, 23 to seven. Okay. All right. Well, the the highest scoring soccer game of all time uh, was played on April eleventh, two thousand one, Australia versus American Samoa, thirty one zero. Oh, oh my God! Yes. Goal! 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 Oh, oh my God! Yes. Wait, American oh. Samoa? That's yeah. You're right. That is. And they're not uh, known for their soccer. Now it's funny because Australia uh, was not threatened by American Samoa, so they used a lot of their rarely used players. Uh, however, um, the American Samoa team were troubled by passport issues with only one member of their original 20-man senior team, their goalkeeper, eligible to play. Somehow the keeper kept it out! Um, 
some hint that the passport issue was an Australian ploy to win the match by a large margin in order to secure the team's move to the AFC. Whoa. Um, American Samoa, they were, uh, American Samoa were also unable to call their under 20 players because most of them were involved in high school exams at the time. They were forced American- to, <laughs> hear yeah, me out on this, they were forced to draft in their youth players, including three 15-year-old players, to put together a makeshift team with an average age of 18. Um, according to the team manager uh, and a football federation American Samoa vice president, uh, some of the Samoan players had never played a full 90-minute game before the match with Australia. So, well, yeah. Yeah, on top of that, American Samoa is not even a country and has a total population of 55,000 people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. However, uh, this was a FIFA World Cup qualification game. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was, and it was held obviously in Australia with, uh, 3000 people in attendance, um, for that, for that amazing, uh, chapter in sports history. Um, all right. So do we want, I, I want to make sure, cause we're 45 minutes in, um, I want to make sure, uh, that we dive into some of these things before we get into Colin Kaepernick, uh, who I finally just figured out how to say his name correctly. So that's like. That's progress for me. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. I, what's so, WNBA players will be featured for the first time in the video game NBA Live. Um, do, do any of us... That's big news, yeah. yeah. Do any of us play this video game? I don't. Hmm. Is, nope. is, I thought 2K was the was the thing that everyone's excited about. Hmm. Oh, hmm. I don't know, really know. All I know is that they're like featured in a major video game for the first time. I don't know the name of the game. I'm in my research corner. Science research corner. Uh, Hillary, do you play do you play sports video games? Um sometimes I watch um, your intern play Grand Theft Auto. Okay. All right. That's pretty close. <laughs> um all right, so WNBA teams to be featured in NBA Live 18. Uh, all mm-hmm. I have is uh, I I just got a gaming computer, guys. So I'll 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 dive into that. Nice! Yeah, wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's complicated, but um, I'm I'm learning. Um, M- 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 Mikhail learned a new sports word. Nutmeg. If you get nutmegged, what does anyone know mean? what that means? Great question. That's when someone bounces like you bounces the ball like between your legs, and it could happen in like any sport. It's when the ball basically goes between your legs. Needless to say, I'm diving into my research corner furiously right now. Science research corner. That's pretty. That's pretty amazing. Nutmeg. No, it's yeah. true. Uh, it's 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 sad but true. Um, kicking the ball through an opponent's legs in order to get the ball past them and back to the original player. Uh, a dribbling skill used commonly among football players, and by football they mean soccer. Uh, also field hockey, ice hockey, and basketball. So nutmeg is when someone dribbles the ball between your legs. Wow, we're getting really <laughs> educational on our units, and Mike's back now. Um, yeah, I'm here. Uh, Mark Cuban this week uh, said that the Ka- Kaepernick protest would have been accepted in the NBA. Uh, agree or disagree? Um, Hillary, do you want to lead agree. off on that one? Um, I agree. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I agree, too. I mean, you know, like, like, but what are the implications of this other than the fact that we're getting madder and madder at the NFL and more and more invested in the uh, Legends Football League? I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the NFL is full of shit. Do you want to um, do you want to dive into this Kaepernick status update at all, Dave? Or because um, I mean, it really feels like he's been completely blacklisted at this point. Or, well, I think I think um, I think it's pretty safe to say that that, that it's clear what's going on. Um, it was kind of proven in this past week because the Baltimore Ravens of all teams, uh, the team that did nothing when it was clear that their player Ray Rice like was on video like brutally assaulting um, his fiance. That team um, is not sure if they can hire Kaepernick or not, like on principle. So they put it out to their fans. They made it like public and they asked for their fans thoughts on whether um, they should hire Kaepernick, which is just, I mean, so offensive and strange. Um, And it's it's because actually their their general manager and their coach and their players want him, but their owner um, is scared to hire him. And so, like, that kind of is just sort of final evidence that what's happening here is, is, is political and that it's not because of his skill level or, um, you know, his potential value to a team as a backup quarterback. Yeah, and, well, and 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting also. In, in my mind, his protests were fairly um, no, inoffensive. Right uh, uh, uh-oh. Sorry, Michael Jackson and a brother just showed up. Are they are they asking for on the podcast right now? Yeah, and they're handing me a wow, oh, a beautiful glass bottle of rosé. <laughs> Hold on, here, here we go. Hold on. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, we did. We, we, we yeah, yep. yep. I, I sense this was a totally inappropriate time in the conversation to do that. But. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. That's that's uh that's what happens anyway, indeed. Back to like serious social cultural analysis. Um. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. I I also briefly dove into my research corner. Um, only to discover that Michael Michael Vick played for the Falcons, not the Ravens. But you can see oh. how I, you can see how I was really excited to jump in with something there. Well, um, but if confused. if you want to know, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But if you want to know if someone like um, sort of um, analogous to Michael Vick that played for the Ravens and that the Ravens still use as sort of their their sort of uh, like past superstar who they rely on for advice and is kind of like their public face, it's Ray Lewis. Um, who is what? like just as problematic as Ray Rice, uh, Ray Lewis, who pleaded guilty uh, to obstruction of justice in a murder case uh, when he was originally charged with two counts of murder, but struck a deal to 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 plead guilty to obstruction obstruction of justice, um, and the case is still unsolved. And it's like the face of the franchise and who they said they reached out to to ask for advice about happening. So, so the Ravens kind of making this public. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm a little confused. I'm reading like an article about this, but like, why is, is is this at all a normal thing for them to do? To kind of like, no. <laughs> okay, it, it's not like for them to be like, never. Hey, hey, we might sign this person. Like, like, what what do you guys think? That um, never happens. Okay, never. So wait, Dave, can I ask a question? Which is, I don't know. Like, do you think are we we're right at the point where you can't watch football? Like yeah, right. I think I think I'm at that point. I mean, I actually because... played. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, just I actually played fantasy football the past two years, but um, this year I'm I'm not doing it. Mm. And it's partly because I'm just like, nah, I think I'm done with football <laughs> for a variety of reasons. It feels hard. It's it's been like important in my life and important in my family's life, but more and more we're not into it. I've been so into the NBA. The NFL is just it's, it's terrible. And it, it feels like we're all implicated in its terribleness. Um, yeah. yeah, especially with that study about um, about brain injuries, where I, the study said uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, ninety nine percent of uh, players who were whoa. Uh. Motorcycle. That's um, guy has a nice. Uh, what do you call a motorcycle? Chopper. Yeah, you can yeah. Tell, you can call it a chopper. A Mike, can you lean into your phone a little bit more? Oh, you're a little quiet. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just hang up. <laughs> I may have reached the, the limit of what's effective. I'm like about to get on a ferry with about 1,000 people. So maybe I should say goodbye. Okay. All right. All right. Wait, can I ask Mike a quick question before he goes? Yeah, can we go. just jump forward? And this is kind of for Hillary, too, even though she's leaving the city. Uh, what's it been like in Philadelphia having that the Phillies are doing uh, so terribly? Well, it's funny. I actually met a guy. <laughs> I met a guy in a bathroom in Seattle today, and we talked about the Phillies a little bit. <laughs> He was wearing a Phillies hat. That's uh, what guys do in bathrooms, by the way. Yep. We've talked about this on the sports podcast before. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you look I over. You look over to the adjacent lo- urinal to see what sports name is tattooed on the, the gentleman's penis, and then right. if you if you right. relate to that sports team, you know you kind of can like have a little battle there. Um, go yeah. on. Yeah. Real, real if talk. You have, if yeah. you have like a really nice penis, you can tattoo all four sports logos on it. Oh. Um, oh, wow. But like, well. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take your word for it, my friend. That's why I can I'll only root for a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think that's my last quip of the night. Oh, that I'm was gonna it. Sign off. You're, you're done. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get, get on a boat. We have you a, gonna, do, what did, do you have a play of the week? Oh, my play of the week is last week, uh, Kevin Durant was... Uh, there was a picture taken of him in a Chinese airport wearing a Morrissey t-shirt. <laughs> oh, good play! Uh, so I, I wrote two amazing Kevin Durant Smith's puns. Um, one is, um, uh, oh wait, hold on. One was uh, there is a light that Duranter goes out. Uh, that was one, Ooh. and the other is um, 
Kevin knows I'm miserable now. Those are my two <laughs> Kevin Durant sports watches. All right, love you guys. Good night. Bye. That was good. Wow, a horrible, a horrible ending to Mike's roll in this episode. Uh, I can still hear Mike. What if, yeah, what if he doesn't really hang up, he just leaves it on so we can hear all the like the noise in the background? <laughs> the background. And it's just, this is just the way it is? No, Mike. Oh, this is amazing. God damn it. Dan's offering to buy me a vape if I commit this moment to vaping the rest of the trip. Oh, okay. Well... Well, that was a. There goes Mike. Um, all right, uh, Hillary, did you have any plays of the week? Uh, uh, I guess I. I guess I don't. Just make one up. Yeah. Do you watch? Uh, what's your favorite sport to watch? Like, I never really got into that. What What sports do you regularly watch, if if any? Um, I might say that. I might say no sports. No sports. I might say that I haven't been making room for sports. Um, what about the, the Olympics? Do you watch that? I do sometimes watch the Olympics, and I watch the World Cup. Uh, okay, that's 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 that's. And that's, that's fair weird. weather fandom. But no, I mean you know, but that's still that's more uh, that's more sports than uh, than I think most people. I, I can't prove that, but yeah, you know that feels good. And how? And I actually wanted to hear uh, your answer to Mikhail's question before we wrap up our savage plays of the week segment, um, Philadelphia Phillies, uh, are on pace to have one of the worst records in baseball history. Um, do you feel like it's affecting the morale of the city that you live in? And is that why you're moving? Is that why you're moving? I did move. I up and moved to Cleveland. Oh, wow. It did affect the morale. Um, yeah. I just left. It was so bad. (laughs) So you moved to a city that you knew had like a, a pretty popular, successful team, um, the Cleveland just, Cavaliers, because you were just sick of being associated with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. You can sense. just feel the difference, I think, walking around. Mm. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how? How? Uh, so you're in Cleveland now. I am. Okay. And uh, and and yeah, does it feel like a city? Does it feel like people just are kind of more? more confident there because of the sports situation? Um, yeah, I mean, people seem pretty, pretty confident. Right. Um, yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of flops uh, <laughs> that, that I see around. People seem pretty invested in the Cavaliers. Like, uh, yeah, there's a lot, like, like any bar will have a sign communicating with you. Right. About how doing. Do you point at that sign and say like "Go Cavs"? I'm a big basketball fan. Like when you yeah, order a drink. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. But I try to I try to make it seem really smooth and natural. All right. Um, all right. I don't have a play of the week, um, so it's up to uh, Mikael and Dave to to finish this out. Um, I got one. All right. I'm going to give my play of the week to the uh, Baltimore Ravens, the uh, W-E-A-K. Um, oh, nice. Who, you know, literally uh, blackballed or participating, openly participating in blackballing a player purely because he he objected to the killing of uh, of innocent and unarmed black men, women, and children. There's, there's a... Um, there's a uh, a statement by, a, by an organization called Color of Change. I'm just going to read it. It is deeply disturbing that team owners in the NFL, which has no black owners, even as nearly 70% of the league's players are black, won't sign a star who engages in peaceful protest to support his community. Colin Kaepernick speaks for so many of us, and silencing him sends a message to every football viewer that the concerns of black communities are not valid. Signing Kaepernick should be a no-brainer for the Ravens. As the home team of, of a city that has been rife with racial tension for years, the Ravens should welcome the opportunity to send a message that they, too, want to see our country get to a better place. Our country was founded on protest and has, ma- has been made better by oppressed communities continuing to protest and fight to open institutions that shut us out, including professional sports leagues. At a time when pro football teams seem to have no problem signing domestic abusers, it is the NFL's actions that require scrutiny, not Kaepernick's heartfelt commitment to justice for black communities. Yeah, I mean, I almost wish I still cared about football a little bit more so that I could just be like 
root against the Ravens, but there's no team to root for. By the way, Baltimore is a city uh, in which 63% of the population is African-American. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's one of the um, most kind of majority uh, black cities, I think, in, in the U.S. Um, yeah. Six, yeah. Sixty three percent. And like only twenty nine percent of Baltimore is white. So, you know, so I mean, it, it it's it's a really odd stance. It's odd that the Ravens, I don't know, are taking any kind of stance on this whatsoever, I guess. Well, but it's also like if you think if you think of the Ravens as members of the community of the NFL, yeah. more than the community of Baltimore, it's yeah. an all white. It's an all white owned league. Well, exactly. I mean, it seems it's a like, white supremacist league. It seems like the Ravens are completely towing uh, the line that the NFL wants them to tow on. The, it seems like they're just completely, uh, you know, kind of. Um, I don't know how to phrase it. They're it's, they're completely kind of doing the NFL's bidding um, to try to kind of shut the books on this guy. It seems like and. Um, you yeah, know, he was uh, he was blackballed by the NFL. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, you know, unfortunately, it probably will work. I guess. And uh, a big, you know, and this guy, you know, no one's saying he's like the best quarterback ever, but he's going for a backup position. And uh, often, the way that you gauge a quarterback's uh, effectiveness is the ratio of touchdowns to interceptions, which even at like a one to one ratio, like you could get a backup job in the NFL if that if if that's what you did like one season. That's not good, but. His, he had 13 touchdowns last season and I think three interceptions, which is, is like really good in the nine games that he played. I mean, you want your quarterback to have more touchdowns than that, but that's like, that's pretty good to have only thrown three interceptions in nine games. So it's, well, this is uh, yeah, I mean, the NFL, is my point. Well, yeah, and I guess I can only say that, you know, I, I hope and, and certainly uh, you know, we'll be doing our part as, as an immensely popular and influential sports podcast. Um, but I hope the scrutiny, unironically, un- un- I hope the scrutiny on this continues, and I hope that basically any team that passed on Colin Kaepernick, um, you know, will absolutely be uh, examined under a microscope during this upcoming football season. Because if they, you know, if if they don't, if in other words, you know, if they're basically choosing for political reasons to not have a decent player on their team. Um, for totally innocuous political reasons and totally, uh, you know, inoffensive and, and obvious ones, um, you know, at least in obviously our, all of our opinions, you know, I, I I think it'll be very interesting to see if, for example, if the Ravens have a totally shitty season. Um, yeah. yeah I, I hope that people really uh, hold their feet to the fire about this issue in particular, um, you know, and, and certainly, uh, certainly we'll be roasting uh, a few football teams um, come winter or whenever football Again. season starts. Yeah. Man, fuck them. Yeah. Hey, can I uh, just to just to to take it back and and lighten the mood? I want to do a very brief play of the week, as in day the seven day week. Okay. Uh, Steph Curry participated in a uh, in a professional golf tournament, like a real professional golf tournament, with people you know like golf champions, like many like people who who have won all of the Grand Slams in golf this year and that sort of thing, like legit a legit field. And like, actually, didn't do so badly. Like, oh. which is which is incredible. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Awesome. All right. I you know I, I I mean that's kind of I guess I feel positive about that. I mean it, it'd be really annoying if he won it. If it was just like, dude, like really, you got, you got to be like great at two sports. That would make me mad. I'm no, still I'm still fucking pissed. I'm still fucking yeah. furious at Bo Jackson. That, <laughs> that absolute motherfucker. Deion Sanders too. I mean, oh, I know. Don't even look. Don't even get me started. It makes me so angry. The only one who. Yeah, um, and then Dion got to have like a like a good entertainment career too. Well, you know, it's like it's like um, you know, one of the things that makes me maddest is the fact that like Ryan Gosling's band is actually really good. Are they? Uh, oh no, yeah, really? Yeah, Dead Man's Bones. Yeah, they're actually awesome. Um, what is he uh, doing? What does he play? Um, I don't know. Actually, the great that's a great question. It's it's very strange music. He has kind of like a children's choir. I, I have I have it. Uh, have the record probably, on vinyl. I, it's, it, I mean, he plays guitar and sings in uh, one of his the movies. Uh, I mean, he sings in a couple of his movies, I guess. Yeah, makes me. So mad. he's like this, the lead singer and songwriter and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I believe Perhaps. so. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just, it's surprisingly solid. Yeah, check it out, uh, folks. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, if you haven't, if you Ryan haven't Gosling, seen, if actor. You, yeah, if you haven't seen or heard of this guy, Ryan Gosling, you gotta you gotta Google him. <laughs> he he feels like he's it he feels like he could be like the next big thing. Hot tip. Um, hot I have tip. two plays of the week. All right, let's hear him. I can I can Real sense quick, that number, Hillary Hillary wasn't prepared for this uh, this level of investment. <laughs> Number one, Candace Parker of the L.A. Sparks, uh, in second place, by the way, uh, right now in the WNBA. She had a triple-double, only the sixth WNBA player to have a triple-double. 
Nice. All right. Okay. So Can congratulations. I ask a question? That's a great week. I have, yeah. I have a follow-up question. How long are um, WNBA games? Uh, short. Yeah, they're shorter than NBA games. We think. I think. Do you want how much is how much is a quarter in an NBA game? Fifteen minutes, right? I think so. Do we need the research corner? Yeah, I believe di- I'm diving in. We've, we've I been- believe they're ten minutes in WNBA. Okay, that that okay. that feels and, right. So while to we're waiting, that. while I'm. While Simon's in the research corner, I'll just say for context that N- men's NBA games are um, uh, twelve-minute quarters, forty-eight-minute games. Uh, yeah, it's ten minutes per quarter in the WNBA. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so if you think about it, like it's really hard to get a triple-double in forty-eight minutes. Uh, in a, interesting. In a like almost no one gets one. Like the fact that Russell Westbrook did it thirty times as pe- or forty times as best. Pe- I mean, that's just unprecedented. Usually, like a really great player might have like one to three in a season. So and they have eight extra minutes to do it. Mm. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, what's your other play, Mikael? It was a women's softball game. Um, I can't tell you who the teams were, who was playing, but <laughs> the woman at bat. Did you dream hit... this? <laughs> no, I just wa- I watched it accidentally. Okay. Um, is it was she hit a great fly ball? It's going to be a home run. Outfielder uh, runs runs through the fence and into a trash can and catches it. <laughs> Wow! And if I could tell you more about who they were or the teams, I would, but I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds like an incredible, uh, incredible miscellaneous play. Um, I didn't know that I could just make them up like that. Uh, I actually, the, my play of the week, uh, I was watching a basketball game, and the guy uh, scored a million baskets, and then he flew away. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Wait, I've got to give you some more information. I believe the name was Sam Sam Torres. Um, maybe. Okay. <laughs> no, well, that's a guy's name. Uh, uh, all right, well. I didn't make this up, though. I didn't make it up. On that note, uh, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary, thank you so much for, for being our wonderful sports uh, sports expert this week. Um, oh, your, thank your in- you. Yeah, your insight was greatly appreciated, and um, I think we'll wrap it up there because we're over an hour. Um, and uh, yeah, 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 thank you, Hillary. A very professional thanks, episode. Um, so thanks. <laughs> Let's um, do we go riot now? Yes. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.